Good morning. It's 1107, and I'm having a hard time doing hard topics today, Brian. I'm just, I'm in the, I'm kind of getting in the Christmas spirit finally. And then I'm looking forward to dinner on Sunday with listeners. It's just, it's hard to talk about bad topics. Just is. The movies, uh, Mark says Die Hard, then Home Alone, then Christmas Vacation. Uh, Doug says another overlooked Christmas movie starring John Wayne, The Three Godfathers. I never even heard of that. I've never heard. Have you heard of that? I have not, no. All right, now I've got to go find out what that's all about. Uh, David says uh, greatest guy Christmas movie, Die Hard. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, Brad, uh, 1941 with John Belushi. Was that a Christmas movie? I don't know. Uh, the Bishop's Wife, says Cherie. The, the, the Bishop's Wife. Uh, Brian, old school Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie. The Shop Around the Corner. Really like It Happened on Fifth Avenue. Larceny Inc. with Edward G. Robinson has Christmas elements as well. Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, KT, the greatest movie uh, for adults, The Bishop's Wife, with Cary Grant, Loretta Young, and David Niven. Now I remember, th- I do remember that movie. He was an angel, wasn't he? Cary Grant played an angel, I thought. Don't know. Came back, yeah. I think that was it. Uh, best Christmas movie of all time, asks Eric. Uh, Charlie Brown, what's better than Snoopy, along with... Uh, Vince Garaldi's music, a true classic. Uh, it's the simplicity of the season seen through the eyes of a child. There we go. See, I'm in a Christmassy mood. It, it's hard. You're getting closer. I know I'll have to bring up sad topics and bad topics, but just in a good mood today. Larry, I'm in a good mood. What's on your mind? I think Home Alone's one of the best. Uh, I was talking about the virus and uh, the flu. It's airborne. Uh, take a rubbing alcohol, put it on a disc cloth, and inhale it as you can. It kills the virus. It's airborne virus. You you want me to sniff alcohol? Well, as you can, so it goes to your lungs. The virus goes to your lungs. That's why people can't breathe. It works for me. I couldn't catch my breath. So you inhaled alcohol. I rubbing think alcohol. Rubbing I think alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. Well, it, yeah. it's a po- uh, yeah, most, uh, most of the guys I know would be in tears if I told them it was like uh, Maker's Mark that I was inhaling. All right. Well, it worked for me. I couldn't catch my breath. I thought I was going to die. Okay. Larry, thank you. Glad, glad okay. to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Have you ever heard of inhaling alcohol? Like sniffing glue, you're sniffing booze. He said rubbing alcohol, but I, I just, I don't see that as, uh, I, I really would uh, uh, take that last call with a grain of salt. I, I'm just not sure that inhaling alcohol is a good <laughs> idea. Just saying. I mean, I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on the radio, but I, I can would call you ask Randy, Randy Tobler? Yeah, I was going to call Randy and ask him if. He would advise that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure he would not. (laughs) There's something about the whole concept of sniffing alcohol. Ask him if he's ever heard of it. Can you? Yeah, I can do that. Get him Uh on the show. Probably. Yeah. All right. Give him a call. I'll talk to Barb. Will you give him a call? 
And we'll, we'll see what he has to say about that, because it sounds a little scary to me. Barb, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Um, I haven't heard mentioned yet the movie A Christmas Story with Ralphie and, you know, You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, Kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, th- yeah, that yeah, house, yeah, yeah, yeah. That house is in my hometown. It's in Cleveland. Sweet. And I, and I think they're selling it, but they had it all fixed up to look just like it was in the movie. With a leg lamp and everything? Yeah. You could take <laughs> tours of that house. Oh, I hope it's on Zillow so you can do a virtual tour. Yeah, I don't know. But if, if you uh, ever get to Cleveland, the house is on the lower west side. And apparently huh. they've been holding, uh, you know, bringing people through it for years. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And next cool. to me, the best thing to come out of Cleveland. There you go. Thanks, Barb. There you go. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, man. I'm so full of myself today. I can't help it. It's, it's, we're getting close. It's getting to be that time. And I think I got all my Christmas. There's, I may have um, one or two more small gifts, but I, I think I'm pretty much set. And I'm feeling Christmassy. I am. All right, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. About damn time, please get into Christmas spirit. Enjoy the holiday. Does your cat have a name? I have a a name for the cat, um, but I don't think that's the name that uh, Gwen gave. Literally, and I I think Gwen did this in an attempt to make me happy. I I really do. She named the cat Bert, which is short, she says, for liberty. And I think she did that thinking, well, maybe that'll make the cat more acceptable to Gary if we call it liberty. uh, Because I'm an advocate for it. But it's not working. If that was the plan, Gwen, baby, honey, it ain't working. (laughs) That cat is is not enduring me uh, at all. Um. Yeah, Nancy. So I am. I'm in the. I'm in the Christmas spirit. It took me a little while, but I'm. I'm in it. It was depressing, and I'll tell you. Sadly, it was depressing because it was a week ago this year uh, that I was in Cleveland with my sister uh, celebrating Christmas. I drove up there to to see her, and then uh, two months later, I lost her. Um, so I, I was a little depressed. But I think she would not want me to be depressed. I think she would want me to be happy. All right, so uh, we got Randy Tobler uh, on the program, and he will be, of course, on with you this afternoon. Uh, Randy, welcome. How are you doing this uh, this morning? Doing well. Hey, I'm, uh, we're supervising the movers as we finally make the, the ultimate big two-truck move with the gains and movers. I understand you know them, too. Oh, yeah. They're very good. <laughs> very, very good, good guys. Great guys. Great yeah. people. Randy, um, somebody suggested that if you have the flu, or maybe he was thinking prophylactically you don't want to get the flu, that you should uh, take a rag with, uh, God, I hope you're sitting down, (laughs) with rubbing alcohol uh, and inhale it. And I'm thinking... (laughs) (laughs) Not a good... I don't know, Gary. I mean, what is this, the Nolan Comedy Hour or what? (laughs) No, I think, uh, no, look, I I think the theory is there 
that if you, you know, that the alcohol certainly is uh, virucidal and bactericidal, right? But um, no, I would not recommend that. That's poison. <laughs> Isopropyl alcohol is oh, poison. Darn it. Man. I've been doing that for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I wish I would have got no you earlier. It's sounding so funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe what no, you I, should. You know, I, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, I, I, I think it's important. You know, one thing I do recommend, it's not a bad idea, whether you have allergies or whether you just want to keep your nasal passages just clean to do a little little nasal douche, you know, once a day. There's nothing wrong with that. But that saline like, solution? Yeah, the saline stuff, and you got to be careful about it. It's best if you don't use water out of the tap, actually, if you use, you know, some kind of, like, bottled distilled water. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Inhaling al- isopropyl alcohol, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> See, you'd be better off getting a fifth of Maker's Mark and using the yeah. alcohol in a different way entirely. No, absolutely. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> will live in your bloodstream then. And, uh, yeah, I, I, and, but, and here's, the other, here's the other problem, especially if you have a respiratory problem or if you, you know, a lot of folks may have either farmer's lung or a little COPD or, or asthma, and that's only going to irritate your passages, passageways, and I think that could lead to a lot of trouble, especially if you got a flu on top of it. So I, I don't think I'd go there. All right. Hey, listen, uh, 4 o'clock, who's, you got anybody uh, coming on, or is it just going to be you? Yeah, yeah we're going to be talking with Zach Smith from Heritage. There's so much going on in the legal you know, framework here that we got to check with him and see what's going on. The Supreme Court's always arguing some interesting cases, and um, I'm, I'm just really wondering if there's any legal exposure to this Twitter case. I mean, so far I keep hearing, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. Well, wh- at what point does the government collusion with media to make a state media, at what point does that mean they're in trouble constitutionally? So we'll See, ask them. If they're, if they're blackmailing them, if they're saying we're going to take away some of, uh, you know, s- some of your rights, yeah. if you don't do what we ask, then you've got uh, the government regulating free speech. Right. And yeah. that, would, that would be a problem. Um, well, you don't think that there's been some conversations either at the urinal or over the buffet table at some, you know, banquet about like, hey, you know, about that, about that uh, Section 230 that's given you protection. Yeah. You, you want to continue that? You know, I, I can't imagine those discussions haven't happened with a wink wink. Yeah, I, I think that's that's when you've crossed the line for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, at four o'clock, you want to. Tune in uh, to 93.9 Eagle or to KWOS down in Jeff and listen to uh, Randy Tobler, who is not going to recommend <laughs> inhaling <laughs> isopropyl alcohol. No, and if I do, that means I've been into the maker's mark too much. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, thank you, buddy. All right, great take, to talk with you. <laughs> take care. All right. All right, we're up against the clock. Quick break. In the Christmas mood. I'm sorry. I'm just having a hard time being serious. I'm just having fun. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1122 uh, and uh, just kind of in the uh, in the Christmas spirit today. And, and this is the first time I've really felt that way uh, all day. So um, I'm in a, in a kind of a good mood. And one of those places where it's hard for me to talk about bad things. Uh... It just—I don't know—just won't. It just won't fit. Uh, what are you having for Christmas dinner? Uh, usually, we have uh, ham. Yeah, that would be you. Yes, B- but you, but you also buy one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ham. 
Is that yeah. What you, I mean, generally. What time do I have to be there? Uh, uh, probably we eat early, usually always on Christmas, uh, 2 o'clock-ish. Three o'clock is somewhere in there. Does that uh-huh. mean that you're really going to eat at noon so that when I get there at two o'clock, you go, oh, oh I'm sorry, you, we, ch- <laughs> we changed you the time. Me out. Yeah, <laughs> the food's all gone, Gary. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. That always happens with cookies, too, you know. I've I'll noticed that. Set a couple of these aside for Gary, and then, and whoa, then, somebody ate them. I'm yeah. so sorry about that. I get this plate with uh, a doily uh, and uh, some crumbs on it. Yeah, and uh, and you—they're you, delicious crumbs, though, aren't they? Really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm real thrilled about that. Oh no, um, I don't know. Gwen always puts on the dog. I mean, she just starts cooking uh, and cooks all day. And this—I feel sorry for her. I really do because she starts early in the morning. Uh, it'll be like a turkey or or something like that. And she'll and everything. There's mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and just everything. And it it, it fills up the table. And it's just the two of us. And the sad part is that after all of that, ladies, I don't understand you because Gwen loves doing it. But in about 10 or 15 minutes, it's over. I mean, there's only so much you can eat. And she spent all day putting it together. It's like I want to, I want to eat this very, very slowly, because uh, she worked all day, and it shouldn't be over as quickly as it is. And she loves doing it. Do you like cooking? Do Do you enjoy cooking, Brian? If I have the time, otherwise, no. Yeah. So, I mean, I do like cooking. If uh, you know, there's time to do it, but. You know, when you're on a schedule and you're working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, you come home, it's like, yeah, I, I'm not cooking today. Yeah, I want to ask, I think women do most of the cooking. I'm sure there are exceptions. In your house, I think it's usually you, isn't it? You, you Pretty much, yeah. You do the cooking. But in most cases, it's the women that do the cooking. When I was raised, it was my mother that did. Uh, I wouldn't trust my father to make coffee, uh, much less to cook <laughs> dinner. But mom and my aunts, uh, they were always the ones cooking. So, ladies, I am interested. I'm curious. Do you enjoy making those meals for the holidays? Is, is it something you enjoy doing? Is it a labor of love, or is it just something you're expected to do? 874-9390 or 800-529-5572. Because Gwen tells me she loves doing it, and I don't believe her. I, I think it's a sacrifice. Uh, but but she, uh, you know, without fail, every major holiday, she's out there cooking up a storm. Uh, and I and I I don't understand how that could be fun. So, ladies or guys, if you do the most of the cooking during the holidays, give me a call. Do you enjoy doing it? It seems like such a pain. I mean, there's so many. She's got so many balls in the air. Uh, the, the garlic butter and the mashed potatoes and then the sweet potatoes and, uh, you know, baste this and, and put that back in. I mean, she's constantly, uh, you know, moving the whole time. And I'm wondering, how can you enjoy that? What is the pleasure in doing all that work, especially when as soon as you consume it, and callers, hang on, we're going to get to you in a minute. Uh, as soon as you consume it, you know, you start consuming. It's it's done. What is it? Ten minutes? Um, I don't know. How do you enjoy doing that? 
It's so much. And then the baking. Oh, my God, the baking. She'll start making cookies, and she'll do that all day. Trays and trays of cookies. Why? What? what? Go to the store and buy a can of them. You, you can get them in a, in a nice little red decorative can with uh, pictures of uh, Christmas uh, flowers on them and why go to all that trouble? She says she enjoys it. All right, let me go to the phones and find out if Ross... In- Ross, do you do most of the cooking during the holidays? Well, I do my share. Yes, I enjoy cooking, but I learned it from my mother and my grandmother. But the main reason I called in was to tell you about my mother is called the cookie lady in all the neighborhood. Cookie, not cookie. Cookie. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not cookie. <laughs> cookie. <laughs> I just want to make you know, sure. She makes she makes cookies for me. She makes cookies for the grandkids, the great grandkids. If the plumber comes over for some reason, something has to be done. He gets a sack of cookies. Uh, we had some electrical issues at the well. Uh, the electrical guys they got a sack of cookies. Uh, we did some dozer work up there, some tile work on the farm. The dozer man, the tile man, got a sack of cookies. So everybody calls her the cookie lady because she likes to make cookies, and she likes to give cookies to whoever comes out to the house or the farm and does things. Yeah, my mother did the same thing. Gwen does that. She made My mother baked everything from scratch, and I mean, these oh, yeah. were elaborate, you know, tea yeah. tassies yeah. and nut rolls and all of this stuff. She'd cook for days. My cousins would come over and work with her. Uh, and then, uh, like your mom, she would send me next door to the neighbors on both sides with this big tray of cookies. And mom, mom is eighty-two, and God. she just she loves she loves to do it. Well, God bless her. That is terrific. All right. Yeah, she's a terrific lady. Yeah, that sounds like uh, she raised a terrific son too. Ross, thank you. Well, I, I think so. <laughs> All right, thank you, Gary. <laughs> All right, Merry Christmas. Yeah, mom would send me next door, and, and then. You know, it's like, why didn't you bring them over yourself? Because when I would come back, well, what did they say? What, did they like them? Did they taste them right? I mean, she would have to answer this whole barrage of questions about the cookies. But she would bake up a storm. She literally, uh, my cousins would come over, and we had this huge center island in the kitchen. And it would be covered from one end of it to the other uh, with just every imaginable cookie. God, that was such a magical time. It was. It was a magical time for kids, uh, for both my sister and me. We really, really enjoyed that. All right. um, Ladies, if you're doing the cooking, are you enjoying it? Or guys, uh, do you you enjoy cooking for the holidays? Uh, And do you have, uh, you know, a favorite pastry or favorite food that just, you know, gives you the Christmas spirit? Give me a call. Let me know. 874-9390. 800-529-5572. I'm in the Christmas mood today. I'm just going to have fun. It's Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35, and I'm supposed to be doing serious talk. I got multi-millions of dollars in broadcast equipment, and I got in the Christmas spirit, and I'm just having a hard time being serious. Uh, Jeff says, it won't be Christmas season until I hear the Christmas pickle story. Jeff, 
We play that twice a year, and you've already missed it once. Why? Can you forward his uh, address, Email? and I'll send him a credit card bill? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's 20 bucks, uh, Jeff, for it's missing. It's 50 50 Wow, yeah. you are really in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I am. <laughs> extra cash. Oh, man. By the way, I wasn't listening the last uh, four days or so during my vacation. Yeah. And I've already fined myself and put it into that account. And, uh, but you get the just, money. You never share the money with me, so you gave yourself the money and yeah, you want me to believe savings. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, see. I put it in there. Trust me on this. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's like having a Democrat say, I'm going to make your life better. <laughs> uh, Marty says, Gary, eating ham for Christmas, where did that come from? Jesus was Jewish. Ham is an unclean meat. Uh, let's see. Uh, we were asking, uh, you know, if you do the cooking uh, at Christmas time, uh, do you enjoy it? Because it's over so fast. You work all day, and then pff, 10 minutes later, everybody's done. Uh, Chris is on the line. Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Do you do the uh, cooking in the holidays? Uh, no, Gary, I don't. But I want to. The reason I'm calling in is I wanted to thank you for um, thinking of my grandmother. Um, my grandmother's been gone for over 30 years now. And back when I was a kid, um, she did all that stuff. Um, like that other gentleman was saying, everybody went home with cookies. The neighbors always had cookies. People that worked for us at the farm and everything, they always had cookies. And, and she did all the cooking. She enjoyed it. And she, you know, like I said, she baked, you know, eight or ten different kinds of cookies. And she had the sugar cookies she'd decorate and everything and make uh, just all kinds of stuff at, at Christmas time. Did all the decorating. Had a artificial tree and she set all kinds of Christmassy stuff out in the living room and decorated all through the house and everything and hung all of her Christmas cards and stuff up in the house and you know she was all about Christmas and everything and, 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 and doing a lot of cooking at Christmas time. Yeah and then a, a fabulous memory. Yes. That she yes. gave you. Oh definitely I, and I've been thinking about that ever since you've been talking about it this morning. You got the talking about it and it made me think about my grandmother and all the all the hard work she did and, and never complained about it you know and the only thing she ever got mad at us about if you would take the cookies and didn't eat them or something like that or you know or she, if you didn't eat it all she'd be upset but <laughs> but she she loved she loved to do that that Christmas thing she was really into it yeah uh, they were amazing that generation was amazing and if you only yeah. took a couple of something you only had a couple of cookies uh, mm -hmm. my mother or my aunts would say well, don't you like him? Is there something wrong? Yeah, yeah, that was that was Grandma too. Yeah, that was Grandma too. Merry Christmas, well, Gary, Chris. I'm, Merry Christmas, and yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad we listened to a radio station that does say Merry Christmas. You betcha, we do indeed. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Breck, welcome. How are you this morning? Hello? Breck, hi. Yeah. Hi, Gary. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I enjoy cooking for family and friends because it's like my way of giving to them as well. On top of the gifts, um, I feel like uh, the food sort of uh, caps off uh, the holiday more than anything. So it's a labor of love. You enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it, yeah. I actually, uh, I drive a truck now, but... Uh, I actually uh, contemplated going to chef school in my 20s, but realized that I probably didn't want to do that for a living because then I'd end up hating it. So I uh, did other things, but uh, still enjoy cooking. Man, that is neat. All right. 
Uh, Breck, thank Thanks you. Thank you so much, Gary. Love the show. I'll keep listening as much as I can. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Glad to have you Merry on the Gary Nolan Day. Show. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that those memories. Uh, I wonder if these, you know, if uh, I assume that they did. I assume that my mother and my aunts, uh, that they all knew they were creating those memories. But they are fabulous memories. Uh, and if you're doing that kind of baking and cooking, I suppose you're you're creating them for your children. Uh, but in my mind's eye, I can see that island in the kitchen filled it flour covered and and the the oven is going there's uh she had two ovens we had a, a a whole kitchen in the basement uh and she'd have that oven going uh she used to make she used to make baklava uh, in our we call it butlewa uh, but it's the same thing it's you know that phyllo dough and the nuts and the honey layer after layer after layer she'd make these huge trays of it and it would be fresh and warm oh Man, those were some terrific memories. That's uh, more than the gifts. You know, it's funny. The gifts, I don't remember the gifts. Uh, Maybe a couple. I remember the bicycle. But the food and the house. How about, Brian, the first first night when you lit up the Christmas tree? Yep. It's almost a work of art. I mean, it was, it used, I was... I remember Were you involved in trimming the tree? Because that's something that uh, we always kind of took part in. Yeah. And there were certain ornaments that we put on the tree that we have memories of. But our kids don't really, they're not interested in trimming the tree for some reason. Oh, we used to do, it was, it was a family thing. My sister, right. my mother, and me. And you're, and we used to have these, these, and I imagine they came from the 1950s, uh, but they were really little incandescent light bulbs inside of a globe with a glass tube filled with liquid. And as the bulb would heat up the, uh, the it liquid, would bubble. it would bubble. Yep. Uh, I don't know what it was supposed to mimic, but I can remember seeing them. And we would turn off the lights in the, uh, in the room where the uh, Christmas tree was, the library, and you would see those little tubes gurgling and bubbling yes the christmas Uh, lights that we used to use many years ago when i was a kid had reflectors tin reflectors and you'd put them on before you put the light bulb in and i didn't like them because i don't know they would bend and they would become all uh oh i don't know just old looking over throughout the years but those reflectors had different colors and I don't know. It just, uh, you don't see those anymore. I don't know if you know what I was talking about. They were a star reflector that you would put on first before you would put the bulb on. And so you'd screw the bulb through a hoop in into the socket so it would yes, stay? correct. Oh, we, did, we did not have those, at least not in my house. Then we had the, uh, the we, we'd gotten rid of the, uh, the live tree thing. Uh, I guess my mother got tired of vacuuming yeah. it. And we got an artificial tree, which we had for years. And it it looked just as real as anything else. And I can remember uh, decorating that and putting those lights on it. And, yeah, those are not cheap now. Like Christmas trees that uh, we used to purchase <laughs> as kids. You know, the real live Christmas trees yeah. that are used to be 25 30 bucks. Now, <laughs> they are in the 90s. And really? Yeah, it's it's not cheap. 
I remember my cousin and I would go down to the, it was a it was a farmers market on uh, Woodland Avenue on the uh, Lower East Side of Cleveland, and they would they would always have a huge supply of Christmas trees, and we would go maybe just a couple of days uh, before Christmas, and we would buy the Christmas tree because time was running out and they had to sell them. And we'd get a a good price. I'm starting to sound like you. I'm starting to sound yeah. really cheap. <laughs> But that's when we would go down and buy the trees uh, because we'd get a better deal. Uh, we strap them to the roof of the car and, and drive home. Oh, man. That was, that was so much fun. Uh, let's see. Only thing I cook is good, pricey cigars sitting on a beach somewhere. Last thing I want to do is be around my family eating and cooking a big meal. Okay. Uh, Dennis says, Gary, I cook all the meals. And some of the sides. Our Christmas dinner is an all-day affair. Uh, we, uh, we eat uh, the main meal at 2 o'clock and uh, sit around and play games until 10 or 11. Uh, most everyone will eat a second meal before they head home. Dinner consists of brisket and sides uh, and two or three kinds of homemade soup. Dennis needs to send us his address, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, just so we can pop in and make sure that uh, everybody's eating. I enjoy cooking uh, on a King barbecue grill powered by propane. You taste the meat, not the heat, with good propane. I think Hank must sell uh, propane. Uh, let's see. All right. All right. Uh, we're up against the clock. We're going to come back and wrap it up. Listen, I know that you're looking for some serious talk, but I'm in the Christmas spirit, and so that's where I'm at today. You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 11.50. Glenn Beck coming on. Uh, Sean Hannity will be with us. Dr. Randy Tobler. Randy's going to be with us uh, about 4 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, you can't go wrong. Uh, you got to listen to uh, Brandon Rathard and crew. Uh, that starts at like 5.30 in the morning. News, humor, information. It's, it's just a, a well-rounded, uh, incredibly well-produced program. Uh, and that's because Brandon is such an incredible talent. He now owes me, I think, $25 for that. Uh, in the meantime, but it's true. In the meantime, uh, earlier, well, we were talking about Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, Brian, I, I got a Christmas movie that, uh, that was okay. out. Uh, and I, I got a review here. And I thought you might want to hear it in case you're looking for a good Christmas movie this season. Okay. All right. Here we go. She's a socialist, a social media sensation, and firebrand progressive lawmaker, but AOC's bid to become a movie star ending in a spectacular failure. Her new climate change documentary called To the End, bombing at theaters. The filmmaking only 80 bucks per theater and raking in less than $10,000 during its opening weekend. Maybe it's because it's so cringeworthy. Some of us have to actually live the future that you all are setting on fire. We're going to make historic investments that will seize the opportunity. We got the candidate that was nominated to come to us. We're either going to go out in a blaze of glory or we're going to win what we want. America has faced threats before and come out stronger. All right, well, AOC is one to get a lot of attention whenever she speaks about anything. And yet, this is when the people would actually come out and affirm or confirm whatever it is she's doing. Why did she flop, Greg? Why did she flop? (laughs) (laughs) 
because she's a moron, and only morons like her. And we apparently don't have enough morons in this country to support her movie uh, goals. $80 per theater? Uh, what's? Uh, it's been a while since I've gone uh, since I've been to a movie theater. What is the average price? Isn't it like twelve, fifteen bucks for a ticket? Uh, at least the last time I went to a theater, yes, that was the average ticket price. But it may have changed since then. It's been a well, couple of years, at least. Well, it's probably more expensive uh, because of inflation. But let's say it's fifteen bucks uh, a ticket. Uh, if you, uh, you know, by the time you cover the cost of the theater itself and uh, how many tickets are you selling? 20? 30? <laughs> that's a pretty dismal, that's a pretty dismal response. So um, that will not be taken the place of Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Oh, boy. Uh, and if you look at the list of issues that people are concerned with, Literally, global warming is somewhere near the bottom. I, I just read a, uh, and I did this on the air, so people may remember this yesterday, I think, or the day before. On a scale of, uh, you know, one to a hundred, it's like a four. The biggest, uh, the biggest concern was literally the government. I was impressed with that. Second was inflation. Third was the economy. But at the very bottom along with abortion, was global warming. It's like 4% of respondents thought that was a top issue. So she makes a movie that appeals to 4% and generates $80 profit per theater. That's a loser. That's a loser. I would love to see one of her ilk run for president. I would love to see either AOC uh, or even Gavin Newsom run for president. I heard Bernie Sanders may be uh, up to the uh, up to the, the task. challenge again. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of terrifying that that many Democrats would be willing to vote for any of those people. You, you would think that somewhere along the line, uh, someone would say, look, we're progressives, you know, we're liberals, we're neo-socialists, but we're not going that far. They, they at least should be fooling themselves into believing that they're not socialists and aren't willing to go that far. But stunningly, uh, a lot of people voted for him. They wanted Bernie Sanders. Again, this is, you know, when your education system is failing you, uh, when you've got, uh, you know, people preaching socialism and, and downplaying the benefits of freedom and, and capitalism, it should be no surprise. That's the, you know, the problem with government schools. What was that story earlier this morning, Brian, about the cellular uh, teaching uh, about uh, biology and cell structure? It's capitalist indoctrination. I mean, these people so desperately hate the free market and capitalism that they vilify it at every turn, including apparently in biology class. What a shame. What a shame these people are so misled. I had a, a discussion, um, I don't know, about a year ago with, uh, this was done at the university, and a bunch of us got together and we were talking about 
uh, the free market and capitalism. And there was a kid there who wants to go into the news media, and he is an avowed socialist. And it was like a shiver down my spine. <laughs> because that's exactly what we've got right now. Socialists in the mainstream media uh, being indoctrinated on campus and in schools, promoting uh, socialism and not seeing the ills. And I remember asking him where it works. Where has socialism ever worked? And he came up with some South American country, he said, where, where they're socialist. And it turns out they're not really. They, they say they are, but they're not. But he, you know, he, China, not socialist, communist, Russia, Cuba, none of those, uh, none of those is real socialism. They just didn't do it the right way. Yeah. But, but we here, would. Yes. Here we would. It's called democratic socialism, and it's never been tried before. Well, well that's, that's really not, not exactly true. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to explain to you. Yeah, Venezuela, you. Is, Venezuela is the perfect example. They literally voted for socialism, and they're starving to death down there. Those people that are streaming across the border are coming. Many of them, lots of them, are coming from Venezuela because socialism doesn't work. You'd, you'd think that a, a candidate like Bernie Sanders or AOC would, would fail. How on earth do they not? It's insane. Tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday. Uh, and so uh, we've got uh, Kevin Jackson to kick it off. Jim Babka is going to be with us. Uh, we'll hear from the Show Me Institute. Uh, and we've got uh, Ron Calzone, Mo First, Dave Rowland. It's going to be a full boat. Uh, the program has uh, got some of my favorite guests. Uh, they're out-of-the-box thinkers. And uh, Brian will, will, will try to keep Kevin from kind of going off the deep end tomorrow. I'll do my best. We won't promote any, anything no, about the governor no. of Florida. We'd never do that. Uh -huh. No. <laughs> He's in so much trouble. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Merry Christmas. And Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.